Okay, there's a way of thinking about realization after awakening that goes something like this. There is no self. There's no separate self. There's nothing apart from anything. Sometimes people will say there's only awareness. You probably notice I don't say that, but it's one way of saying it. There's just awareness. But there's no self, so there's no one to do anything. So any activity of mine that says I can wake up more, I can do more work, I can continue to deepen realization is always an error. It's a judgment that is based in delusion. It's just a thought. So there's no more that you need to do. And any doing will just continue to underscore or perpetuate the illusion of a separate doer. You can see that this logically makes sense. You might also feel that it feels very true at some point. So I just wanted to address this because I get this comment reasonably frequently. And there's a reason I get it frequently, and that is that there's a way of speaking about this called, that I'm going to call Neo-Advaita. The people who speak this way don't call themselves Neo-Advaita, but it simply means the new way of uh, referring to Advaita Vedanta. And it's a, an interpretation that's reasonably contemporary. It's pretty much started with Tony Parsons, essentially. Um, and it can be a powerful transmission. It can be a potent way of pointing, almost like a guided meditation. But the mistake occurs when people think that it addresses everything, that you talk to your friends that way, uh, that, that just to see and even intuit the truth of that statement or those statements is itself liberation is a big mistake. And Tony Parsons himself points this out. I've heard him say it more than once. There are people who can recite his message, but are not liberated. Okay. So it's really, really important that if you're telling yourself, oh, well, there's no deepening that needs to happen after the initial shift. There's no uh, one who can do that. There's no value to inquiring further, doing fetter work or doing inquiry into shadow or looking into the dualistic constructs, right? Any of that just underscores the sense that there's someone doing it and the fundamental delusion of agency and doership and separate self. Well, it turns out that that's just not true. There is a lot of work that typically has to be done after that initial shift. Yes, you can still work uh, when there's no sense of doership. You just see that the seeking mental construct is, is just an illusion, but it doesn't mean that in the relative sense, you're not reacting, that you don't have um, intense reactions to situations and people and even act on them. That can still be happening, even though you've had that initial uh, shift that tells you that there's no fundamental uh, structure called a self you're going to find, right? And more than that, there can be dualistic constructs that are very much intact. Dualistic constructs are not a heady thing or a mental thing. Just telling yourself there's no self, there's no other, there's no, that's not non-duality. That's not the realization of non-dual. The realization of non-dual is a very clear and obvious shift in perception that doesn't reverse. So you could have not had that at all and still believe there's nothing to do and there's no one to do it. So it's really important if you're interested in utilizing this process um, with authenticity and clarity that you really self-reflect and see why are you convincing yourself of this, yeah? It can be very easy and a very nice place to be after having lived in a world of mind identification for years or decades 
to find yourself in this space where there's really nothing you have to do. You realize the fundamental sense of having to do something to make yourself feel better, to uh, find validation, to find anything, all the seeking. It's really a huge relief when you realize that that was all a false construct. But again, it doesn't mean this whole process is over. It's just getting started. So it's just a matter of taking inventory. Now, I do know uh, many people who've moved through deep stages of realization that will, in retrospect, say that they knew there was something still there, but they just didn't want to address it. They were waiting. And it's easy to overlook it. Yeah. So uh, I have no specific advice other than just be honest with yourself. Be deeply authentic. It's easy to say, yeah, there's nothing to do and there's no one to do it because you don't want to see something, right? Because you don't want to see a part of your personality that's still uh, operating out of delusion, you know, maybe making yourself miserable or making others miserable, but you conveniently overlook that because you're looking through the filter of, oh, there's no self. There's no one to do anything. There's no, no work that can be done. And if work is done, or there's even a sense that something is not completely done, that's a delusion. So I can just, you know, just let that go. Yeah. There, there's some value to that for sure, but there's gotta be a balance. You can definitely overemphasize the doctrine of no self, even after you start to experience no self. You can turn it into a doctrine and then there's a rigid application of it that's completely um, based on delusion. And these delusions run very deep. The delusion of self runs deep. It doesn't go away with the initial shift. So just be aware of that. That's pretty much all I can say about it is, you know, the, the, the people I often see that will say this in comments tend to really defend that position and it's fine, just take your time. Maybe in five years, readdress this and you'll start to see, okay, I, I start to feel what you mean here because it's very subtle stuff um, until it's not, until it really just explodes into your consciousness and you can't ignore it anymore or the people around you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, so, um, and and can I know that someone saying that you know, still has self-structure left? I can't know for sure. Of course I can't, but, and it's a big but. The people I know who have really experienced that full shift of complete, you know, demolition of the self, they don't speak like that. They don't, they don't talk like that because it feels like a position. It feels like a, uh, an argument. It feels like a, um, a backdrop, something that they, they almost want to convince me of, right? Why? Right. There's something there usually. So, so again, I, I do know people and interact with people frequently who have truly realized no self in all its aspects, as far as I can tell. And they don't tend to talk like that at all. Because they know um, the the importance and value of emotion work, shadow work, and they've gone through this themselves, and they've also been in that place where they don't want to do anything. Yeah, it, you know, when you've lived in the world of mind identification, as I said earlier, it's a huge relief when you realize you don't have to do anything anymore, and you don't really, and you never did. But again, that's not the end of realization. It can go a lot deeper than that. It doesn't seem like it to the mind. I know, like bare awareness with nothing in it. It seems like as far as it can go, it's not. It's not. That's the, to put it in Adi Shanti terms, that's the first part. That's the up and out. The down and in is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. <clears throat> Emptiness in form is a whole different ballgame. So uh, I just wanted to address that because I've had a few comments about this lately. I get them all the time, actually, and reasonably frequently, but uh, I like to just kind of remind people of this on occasion. May or may, or may not land, may or may not make sense, doesn't matter. But um, 